0: This Hawk Talk is brought to you by the NSU Wesley Foundation. The NSU Wesley is a Methodist campus ministry dedicated to serving the community. Every week, they serve a free lunch for NSU students, faculty, and staff from 11 to 2 on Wednesdays. This is quickly followed by Club Sammy, a program geared towards feeding those with food insecurity in the community. Finals week, students can get free breakfast, lunch, and dinner from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., at 405 South Going Snake Street, Palafon, O.K. For more information, call 918-822-1913.
1: Good morning, NSU, and welcome back to the Hawk Talk Morning Show, where we discuss any and all things happening on NSU campus. In the morning. My name is Angel Ford, and I am joined by my co-host, MJ Hudson.
0: Good morning, NSU. We have a very special guest today. She's the Assistant Dean in the College of Liberal Arts, Professor and Director in the NSU Drama Department. It's Dr. Robin Pursley. Welcome in, Dr. Pursley.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for letting me join you guys this morning. We're super
0: excited to have you on.
1: I am really excited. This is not my first time meeting you, but my first time being like face to face where we're having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. So it's really amazing to have you on. Thank you so much. So just as an aside, a few of the upcoming events happening this week, NAB is going to be serving hot chocolate in the University Center on Tuesday, January 31st from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So head on over to the UC and warm up with some hot cocoa.
0: It snowed this last week. So, some hot cocoa is definitely appreciated. I'm yep. sure all the students on campus would really enjoy having something nice to, nice and warm to drink. Yeah,
1: and speaking of the snow last week, thank goodness it didn't snow out your guys' face-off performance
2: happening, right? Yeah, we had face vocal band in at the NSU Playhouse, and we were really worried about that snow. So we're glad that it turned out turned out great and didn't didn't stop the show. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a really cool band. I know that the, one of the pe- one of the people that are in there. What's his name? Daniel Anderson. Daniel. And yeah,
2: thank. You. He is a Tahlequah native. Yeah, yeah. He he grew up in Tahlequah, went to Tahlequah High School, and then actually he performed in River City Players at the Playhouse with us for a few seasons, and then the past few years he's been our vocal director for that. He comes back into town because he's he's been living in in New York for a good number of years, and then now has just relocated to Boulder to be part of this new group. So he's had a pretty great career so far. Yeah, this just was his homecoming. Then yeah, and fun fact, his mom's birthday was on Wednesday when we had a show. So yeah, that was a great. Um, sort of surprise for her. That is really cool. I wonder if
1: that would kind of just, you guys worked it out that way.
0: Yeah, that's what I told her. I said, we on purpose, we intentionally scheduled. (laughs) Just for you all. Yes, yes. That's awesome. On Wednesday, February 1st at 3.30 p.m., the Department of History and the College of Liberal Arts is holding the 2023 Ballinger Lecture. This event features Dr. Ken Blancet giving a lecture titled, Think Indigenous, Richard Oaks, and the Red Power Movement. The lecture is being given in the University Center in room 309, the Morgan Room. NAB is also holding a silent disco on Thursday, February 2nd.
1: NAB is always holding something, so we can talk about NAB at any time and they'll always have like at least three or four events happening that week. That's
0: really really exciting as a student to get to have stuff going on all the time. Which,
1: regretfully, I'm not an on-campus student. I'm always traveling, so I'm not always able to attend their events, but they always seem so fun and involve, like just involving students. And I really think that it's a very big asset
2: to NSU. Yeah, they had a really cool like make-your-own-merch event yeah. a little while back. And I was like, that's really neat. Yeah. I hope students realize that NAB events are for all students, not just people that are active in NAB. Yeah. So I know that when I was a student as an undergrad, I was a little confused about that. And I thought, oh, well, I'm not in NAB. I can't go to their events. But yeah, so it's campus-wide.
1: We want to remind students that the 2023 Spring Teacher Job Fair is being held on February 3rd from 2 to 4 p.m. Education students won't want to miss out on this opportunity to make connections in the teaching field.
0: Finally, there will be an instrument festival in the Center of Performing Arts on Monday, February 6th, time pending for now, but this event will cost $5 to students and seniors and $10 for adults.
1: Wow, there's so much going around on campus this week. (laughs) Now, let's hear from Dr. Persley. Uh, Do you want to be called Dr. Persley or would you prefer Robin? I really prefer everybody to call me Robin. Okay, so Robin. All right. About the rapidly approaching auditions for River City Players and some upcoming productions from the NSU Drama Department. So... Robin,
2: what can you tell us about River City Players? So River City Players is this really cool thing that we do on campus that's been around since the early 1980s. And it's this thing that there are people that come and see these shows in the summer from like all over the country, sometimes from even outside of the country. There are people that have been attending since the early 80s, like they legitimately come every single year. And so it's a really cool NSU tradition. But I think a lot of people on campus don't really know about it and haven't even attended before. And so it's this strange thing that NSU produces and we do down at our playhouse. But it's mainly public from all over that comes in to come to the show. So it's a really cool thing that we do. And it's a really fun part of my job because we do it's sort of like a music review show, kind of like a Branson style show. So it's not like a normal play. We're doing popular music. There's one show that is a country music show and one that's a rock and roll music show. And we have a live band on stage. All eight performers perform in both shows. So it's it's truly a professional theater experience for the people in it. Just kind of this really cool thing that we do that a lot of people don't know about.
1: So, how did it start? Like, what were you part of behind
2: that? Yeah, no, that was way before my time, fortunately. Fortunately, I'm not that old. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in 1983 began this summer theater thing. Yeah. yeah, and it was called Furland's Follies. And it was kind of like a variety show type thing. You guys ever seen Hee Haw? Did you yes. ever watch Hee Haw? Well yeah. Aware. yeah so I, I watched Hee Haw religiously Heehaw. with my grandpa when I was growing up. And that's what the pictures I've seen of Furland's Follies seems like it was that kind of thing, not a country thing but it was like that kind of slapstick variety show type thing and then a couple years after they initiated that then they shifted the name of it to River City Players but it was the same it was this summer theater production thing and then it became more kind of what it is today and it's went through a few different incarnations over time and I actually yesterday I was thinking about this is my 20th season directing River City and my 19th season as the artistic director for it and I was like god that's a long time 20 years my Gosh, there was a woman who held my position before me that she was just incredible. And she's the one that sort of created River City, how it would, where it became popular. And that's what, when I took it over, I kind of really wanted to get back to what she originally had created. And it seems to have been successful. Our audiences really love it. So it's a really cool thing. So, can you tell me some of your favorite past plays that you've done or productions? I've been pretty fortunate. We, in our drama program, we're allowed to, you know, we're educationally driven. So we get to pick what we think is going to be best for our students to experience. The university is really supportive of not making us censor what we do and that kind of thing. I got to do a production of Edward Albee's Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf a few years ago. And that was like on my bucket list of shows to direct. And so I've been, I feel like I've been really fortunate. I've been able to do a lot of shows like that, that really are ones that I'm like, I really would love to direct the show. Cool part of my job is that I can kind of pick what I want to do. And if it fits with the students we have, then we get to take on that production.
1: I love that. I, lo- I really do because it's like a bucket list thing. You're just checking them off one by one. Yeah, I
2: was literally looking at my list a while back and I was like, man, I've got to do a lot of things on my list. I am so lucky.
0: <laughs> you mentioned that to me last semester because I had you on the Hot Talk podcast and you were telling me that A Bad Year for Tomatoes was on your radar for years. Yeah,
2: it had been on my list. <laughs> like it was, a, it was a play I'd read back when I was in grad school and I thought this would be a really good show to do, but one that you really need the right configuration of people. And so then, yeah, I just kind of Happened last semester where it was like, oh my gosh, we have it. We have we have the people. Let's let's do this show.
1: And are these like productions that students are telling you, hey, this is this would be awesome. This is something I would love to see.
2: We do have students express like stuff they would like to do in a lot of cases. We really we try to gear it towards, you know, who we know we have. So, you know, if I have two guys and 15 girls in my program that semester, I'm not going to do a cast that is all female characters and leave those guys out, but I'm not going to do a cast that is like entirely male, because there's no way I'd be able to fully cast the thing, you know? No 12 Angry Men going to happen in that kind of semester. So we really have to just take a lot of variables into consideration.
1: Uh, well, so on March 2nd, you'll be holding a National Theatre live screening at the Playhouse. We've been seeing a lot of these recently, and this screening is going to be a stage performance of The Crucible. What can you tell us about this?
2: Yeah, so this is another really cool thing that we're able to do that I don't think a lot of people know about. So I'm so glad you guys let me come on and talk about this stuff. The drama program, we actually have a contract with the National Theatre in London. And so they have this arrangement where they allow certain theater spaces to do screenings and show screenings of their live productions that are filmed. The Circle Cinema in Tulsa is another is like the closest venue in the state that has it. I love the Circle. they, They were the first people that we saw doing national theater productions in Oklahoma. And so we're one of the only other ones that actually are showing these. But what it does is so they have they're not all happening in the same theater in London, but they're all produced by the national theater. So Europe has an entirely different arts supported system from the government very unlike ours and so they have all these different theaters that are all sort of under the guise of the National Theater and the Crucible is the one coming up in March and I've got to see some sneak peeks of it because it's in production right now it's not actually been performed yet and when we are launching it on March 2nd that's actually the first day that it's available for screening in the US so we're really excited that we're able to show that one I think that's what a lot of people are familiar with I don't
0: know yeah. you used to read it in high school I don't think they do
2: anymore. No, I I I never did. I
0: did read it in high school, but I went to high school several years ago.
2: Right. I mean, but the Salem Witch Trials, everybody knows about the witch trials, right? And so, and that's just like one of those fascinating topics, I think, for a lot of people. So it should be a really good show. Yeah, certainly very topical. People love those.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: for anybody that's never been to one it is so essentially we're showing a film we're showing a a video of the production but it's not just like they set up a camera and videoed (laughs) the play they actually produced a film to make it feel like you're in the theater watching it so they do a really good job with the perspective of what they show where you do kind of forget you're watching a film version of it and you're kind of like oh I totally forgot those aren't people
0: on the stage at the playhouse in front of me I've mentioned that national theater live program to people before and the way i I found to equivalent it is the Hamilton musical that yeah. was yeah. on Disney Plus two or three years ago and a lot of people engaged with that. Mm-hmm. I think that people are going to be really open to seeing theater like this if they know it's happening.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a really good parallel and I actually I just saw on my social media just a little while ago there's a, a streaming service called Broadway HD that you can subscribe to for like nine bucks a month or something like that and you can access a bunch of videoed professional productions and they're that's what there's kind of a movement to try to get Broadway theaters to for their final performance of shows to all do a professional video like they did of Hamilton so
0: people can access those things so which would be really cool if they did. Wow sounds like there are so many great events happening at the Playhouse this semester. We've got River City Players auditions this week another national live theater screening and the drama department is also gearing up for the production of the iconic Arsenic and Old Lace in April
1: and also kind of explain as someone like myself, I'm not sure what Arsenic and Old Lace is, so can you explain a little bit
2: about what Yeah, so it's an older play, what I would consider like a classic, but there also, there was a classic movie made of it, too, with Cary Grant and... I, I can't. I wouldn't know the names of the other actors.
1: Sorry, I haven't read it. I haven't seen it. Yeah.
2: I want to say it came out in like forty six. Yeah, it's an old black and white movie, and that's what most people are familiar with. That, and it's very close to the play. Like I think it was based on the play, and so it's about this family that kind of has some issues, and the the son. The, or not the son I guess he's the nephew but the the youngest person in the family essentially he actually is a theater critic is his job and so that's kind of a sidebar that is interesting because it's a play and he's a theater critic but the whole sort of premise of it is that he has these two elderly aunts that have raised him and he sort of watches over them well and he discovers that they've maybe been doing some illegal activities involving murder <laughs> and it's in this comical way so it's very much a dark comedy and there are some court- Quirky characters. There's another um, character that thinks that he's Teddy Roosevelt, and so he periodically like charges the stairs. You know, like he's he's charging into battle. And then there's an estranged family member that comes back and has had this transformation of his face where he, he looks like Bella Lugosi or something like that. And then there's all these cop characters, and one of them is an aspiring playwright, and so he's always trying to get the attention of you know. So it's it's a really really fun comedy with a lot of action going on. It'll be a really cool show in the Playhouse um, because. Because it'll be a nice big realistic house set which is always cool to see in the playhouse and we actually are bringing in some an, al- an alumni to guest star in the show and then we're going to bring in some additional alumni to play some of the smaller roles as well we have an alum that he's an alum from like the I want to say the mid to late 80s and he's been a working actor in New York since that time so we're bringing him in as a guest artist to, to play one of the roles and you might even see yours truly on stage possibly sneak peek you know know nobody tell anybody else and on the podcast <laughs> as you say in the podcast. <laughs> right right nobody tell it's a secret but that's what we're going to try to find some alumni that are you know more in this region and locally that are going to sort of guest star in the show I as well
1: absolutely love that I love that you're bringing older students back yeah. into the productions and keeping them here yeah
2: and it's really cool to have our students get to work with people who have already been through our program it's just a really nice kind of bonding experience
1: Yeah, where they were they, these students these old students were right where they were so just seeing where they went after is probably very life-changing or at least inspiring.
0: Yeah. And, and I was going to ask, you know, the shows in April, what is, I mean, what does that look like right now as far as like where's the production at?
2: We have a couple of other productions that we're doing at the middle to end of February. And so as soon as we finish those, we dive right into snick and Old Lace. We already have the set designed. We're going to start the build on that really soon here because that'll be a long process as well. So we in the drama program, we are, we will always say we're always in production. We go from show to show to show. In a lot of cases, a lot of that overlaps.
0: <laughs> so always very busy. Robin, I've interviewed you on the Hawk Talk podcast before. And we've talked about even today, we've talked about how exciting the art of theatrical performance is. But I know that a lot of students haven't engaged with it haven't come down to the playhouse. So you know, I kind of wanted to just ask you to encourage students and kind of get your take on what's really special about live performance that you think students should know.
2: Yeah, that's a great prompt. Thank you for that. A lot of people haven't engaged in live theater, like they've never been to an actual live show. People go see movies all the time and movies are great, but they're a different form. And so I think until you've actually engaged in live theater, you don't understand that there is this this exchange of energy that happens between the audience and the actors on stage. And so you as an audience get to see yourself directly affecting the performance. And if you have a good energy, the performance sort of sucks that, you know, and takes that on. And so it's this shared communal experience as people where we are in the same room witnessing the same thing. And we get to share that experience with strangers without ever having to talk to them. So it's a really great way. I think like it's a it's kind of a social tool for us to learn to engage with other people in that kind of formal setting. And I think that's really important and maybe something that we're missing a little bit of. But also, I think a lot of our students on campus, um, one, they don't they don't understand how much stuff we're doing, and that all of it is open to to students, all of it is free for students. You bring your NSU ID and you get into any of that stuff for free, even River City Players in the summer. But also, students can audition to be in shows. They can also volunteer to help backstage. And then River City Players, the auditions that we have this week for that, those are open to anybody. And that's actually a professional paying job in the summer. So there's a lot of opportunities for students to get involved with drama as an art form if they're interested.
1: That was gonna be my next question. Like for students whose major isn't drama or in that type of artistic field but they love it, how would they get involved? Where would they go? And how would they be able to know when something
2: else is coming up? Right. So the main thing, you know, just like everything with theater, it's all about connections. It's all about networking with people. The easiest thing they can do is reach out to me, just shoot me an email, call my office, come by the playhouse, stop me. I also have an office in Wilson Hall, Wilson 125. But all they have to do is just make that initial connection, but also keep an eye out. We, we post things about auditions when they're going on. And, you know, we're known for being pretty friendly. If you have questions, like very easy, we're very easy to talk to. And so we encourage people to just reach out if they're curious about getting involved. And we we do, like we have we have students that are not majors that contact us. A lot of it happens through classes, like they'll be in my theater appreciation Class, and then after the end of the semester, they're like, Hey, I think I'd really like to do something, and then you know, get them connected with stuff. So, definitely, definitely possible for non majors to get involved.
1: Yeah, and I completely urge people or students who have this type of love, you aren't here just to get a grade. You aren't here just to get a certificate telling you that you've passed classes. You're here to get experiences and those experiences will get you far after that graduation. So just like with MJ and I, we're doing this podcast. This is something that we can put on our resume, put on our portfolio. And the same could be said for someone who's interested in drama and interested in plays and all that. Go out, talk to Robin. She'll tell you guys what you need to do in order to get to the place where you want to be.
2: Well, and for sure, something that, you know, we tell our majors, but it also works for non-majors. When someone sees on your resume that you've been involved in theater, whether it's you worked backstage, you volunteered in the front of house, whatever it is, that shows you know how to work with others. And that's a really important skill that you don't get a degree in working with others, right? Like that's not a thing, but it's an important skill to have. And so even just having that activity on your resume will tell people that about you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's why when you're filling out one of those resumes and they ask you to have like three years of experience and you're like, I just graduated college. You have experience then. Right. So... You can speak to it.
0: And, you know, additionally, if you want to get, you know, involved in theater and, you know, more interested in theater, come see University Players. Come see The Crucible. Come see, come see Arsenic and Old Lace. Come to the Playhouse this semester. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. Yeah.
1: And if you're nervous to walk up to an office, a place that you've never been, such as Wilson Hall, go to one of these plays and see Robin at one of them and just talk to her. Yeah. I'd be hanging out in the lobby. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And if you make eye contact with me too long, I'm going to talk to you. So (laughs) sometimes I'll be walking into a show and Robin will just stop me and we'll speak for like 10 minutes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If I if I recognize you and even if I'm not sure where I recognize you from, we're going to have a conversation. Love that. I love that.
1: Is there any other questions you want to ask? Anything else come to mind or anything that Robin yourself would like
2: to bring up?
0: maybe any other productions that you want to plug this semester?
2: Well, I did, you know, I mentioned that we have a couple of shows like mid-February. We have two productions where we're working on. One is for elementary students and one's for high school students. And we're going to actually be taking them out and touring them to those schools. But we are doing some in-house performances during the week of Valentine's Day. So keep an eye out for that information. And those are going to all be free because we just want people to get to see what we're doing and have a test audience before we take it out to the schools. But that's what we're working on right now. And again, with, you know, auditions coming up. We'll have some auditions for Arsenic and Old Lace will be announced soon. We have River City auditions. I encourage students to audition for those things. You don't have to be in a drama major to do those things. And again, like I said, River City, it's a paying job in the summer. Like you get to stay on campus. We pay for your housing. You get paid a salary and you sing and dance all summer. I mean, that's a good... What more could you ask for? (laughs) (laughs) For students who are more on the social media savvy, where can they find you? So we have... NSU Drama, Facebook and Instagram. Also, our River City Players has both of those platforms. And then also the College of Liberal Arts has those platforms as well. And you can find all of that information through any of those. It's usually all shared across that. And then also the Sequoia Institute. I know a lot of people aren't sure what that is. That's our organization that helps produce some of these things. So like Face Vocal Band and Sequoia Institute handles the box office for all of our stuff as well. So if you see any of those terms, Drama, River City, Sequoia Institute, that's all, you know,
0: wrapped in together.
1: Well, we're just about out of time, Robin. Thank you so much for coming and talking about us
0: about this amazing events that are coming up. Thanks for having me. We, we really do appreciate your time, Robin. Like I said, listeners, please come to these performances. They're always amazing. They, they are amazing every single time. Everyone in the drama program and everyone who working with them is super talented and dedicated. It's just awesome. So if you're interested, please, please come to the Playhouse for one of these events. Just to recap a little bit, there are auditions for River City Players February 4th at 1pm at the NSU Playhouse on the Tahlequah campus, as well as February 5th at 1 p.m. at the UCO School of Music in Edmond. In the months following, we'll be seeing The Crucible on March 2nd and Arsenic and Old Lace in late April, as well as some other great events that Robin already mentioned. So students won't want to miss out on these really awesome productions.
1: Yeah, and NSU, thank you so much for listening to the Hawk Talk Morning Show with MJ and Angel. Stay on any and the top of every episode or even if you want to listen to the backlog of wonderful episodes that have already released follow us on spotify or visit our website at nsunews.com
0: we will update every week and promote each episode on our social media platforms you can follow us on facebook at the northeastern and on our instagram at tne news stay tuned for our next update and as always stay rowdy nsu The NSU Playhouse invites you to a night of laughter and fun with five women wearing the same dress. The show, written by Alan Ball and directed by NSU's own Dr. Robin Persley, revolves around five bridesmaids avoiding the bride who they all secretly dislike. Starring both current students and alum, the show will take place at 7.30 p.m. on April 10th through the 13th at the NSU Playhouse located in downtown Tahlequah. The show will also be the fourth Golden Lama competition presented by NSU Drama. Student organizations with the most members in attendance of the show will win the Golden Lama Trophy. Who will be the student organization with the most members in attendance? Purchase tickets for the show at nsuplayhouse.ludus.com. That's nsuplayhouse.ludus.com.